this evening, John chapter number 11, and uh, want to continue on in the same line uh, of thoughts that we've had the past couple Wednesday nights, and uh, we're talking about God's design for specific things that we go through uh, in life. If you remember, we dealt with God's design for detours concerning the children of Israel, and then we dealt with a man by the name of Baruch in the book of Jeremiah, and we dealt with God's design for deflation in his life by God working and, and uh, taking the pride uh, out of his life. And he looked around and he saw a world of despair and he saw a world headed for judgment. But thank God there was mercy and there was grace to be found. Amen. And uh, there was a kingdom that was coming, and he was able to look to that by faith. Amen. And I want to take you to a familiar passage of Scripture tonight, John chapter number 11. And this, of course, is the story of of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And uh, just as this text or this chapter uh, is and should be familiar to us, the the theme, the subject matter uh, of what we're going to deal with is familiar to all of us. We've all experienced this, and uh, no doubt we want to try to be a help to you this evening, all right? John chapter number 11, and uh, let's look in verse number 17. We know where we're at. We know uh, the context of what has taken place. We know that there is a messenger that has been sent, and Jesus has heard that Lazarus was sick. And uh, we know all the things that entail that. And so we want to look at verse number 17 tonight. And we'll begin reading there, All right, John chapter number 11 and verse number 17. The Bible says, Then when Jesus came, He found that He had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth. For thee. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, God, that we see that's so evident in our life each and every day. God, though we may be forgetful, God, we may get busy at times. Lord, we may be burdened down. God, with the cares of life, Lord, we can uh, just re- remain uh, focused. And, and God, we can recenter our focus on the fact that, Lord, you do love us. And God, that seems to be the theme of the service tonight. Lord, just your love. God, as you even said here in this chapter, Lord, you loved Mary and Martha and you loved Lazarus, Lord. And and God, we're thankful, God, that your love abounds. And we pray that, God, that we would see that, your care for us and your compassion and your love for us. 
uh, even in the midst of, of delays uh, in life. We pray that you'd help us. We pray, Lord, for your power, for your touch, for your anointing. I pray that you'd give us ears to hear, a heart to receive the Word of God. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us all just to focus upon you, Lord, to set our affection upon things above, not on the things of this world. Lord, we ask your blessing upon us, your help. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We want to talk tonight or preach on the subject of delays. We dealt with detours and we dealt with God's deflation uh, in our life. But I want to look at the instance of Mary and Martha and Lazarus and how God was working in their life and how God had a design for the delay that had taken place in their life. As we already said, we know the story. We know what's going on. We know what is taking place. This is a place that Jesus had frequented. He knew these people. He had eaten in their home. There was an evident friendship uh, that had been built between Jesus and this family. And we know that Lazarus has come down sick. And Jesus is there ministering. Jesus is there teaching as He does. And then the message comes that Lazarus is sick. And it would seem that Jesus would pack everything together, that He would encourage the disciples to begin to, to head that way. But here is what the Word of God says in verse number 5. He makes it evident to us that He loved them. He said in verse number 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Verse number 6 says, When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. We find Mary and Martha and even Lazarus and those in the surrounding community in a place that we oftentimes find ourselves. We want God to hurry up on our behalf. We've prayed and we've sought God and we've done everything that we know to do. As we look at this text, we cannot accuse Mary or Martha or even Lazarus of not having any faith. We cannot accuse them of not trusting God. We cannot accuse them of turning their back on God and refusing to serve Him simply because things are not working out the way that they want to. But as a matter of fact, it is the other hand. It is that they are doing all that they can. They have been hospitable to the Lord Jesus Christ. They have enabled Him and helped Him in His ministry. And they, if anybody else we could say about it in Scripture, they have been a friend to the Lord Jesus Christ. And here they are. They're doing everything that they know to do. They have faithfully served the Lord. We're not talking about somebody who is living in wickedness. We're not talking about some reprobate. But we are talking about those that have opened their home and opened their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. And now they find themselves in the midst of difficulty. And we would think that Jesus would hurry. But as we read the text, we find out that Jesus is not in a hurry. I want to talk to you about these delays tonight. First of all, I want us to realize and to understand the reality of delays. Now, this is not something that's new to you. This is not some profound truth. But all of us have experienced delays in our life. 
We've experienced them in our social life. We have experienced them in ministerial life. We have uh, experienced them in the financial aspect of our life. There are many facets of delays and we have all experienced them. Whenever you go to the book of Psalms, you'll find just about every way that you can feel just about every human emotion that can be represented, it is represented in the book of Psalms. I'm reminded of what the psalmist said about his bones being out of joint and his heart melting like wax and the enemy compassing him about and writing about how he felt like God forsook him. And in one place, the psalmist cried out, he said, Oh Lord, how long? You know what he was experiencing? He was experiencing a delay in his life. We can relate to that tonight because all of us have been made to wait in some form or some fashion. How many of us like going uh, to the doctor's office and we have to come in and we sign the paperwork and we sit down and we wait and even if you're early it seems like they penalize you and uh, they reward you with a longer wait time even though uh, you arrive early and we hate waiting we live in a fast paced society we want what we want right then and we pull up to the drive through and I mean if it is not instantaneous and right then and there we start to get aggravated don't we why because we've grown accustomed to getting what we want right then and there and we hate having to wait but there are delays in our life, we think about delays concerning physical problems. Here Lazarus was, and Lazarus was sick. Even though the Lord Jesus Christ uttered these words, He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Jesus knew what He was doing. Jesus understood what was to take place. But here Mary and Martha and Lazarus are, and they're sick, and they did what they knew to do. They called for the only person that could help them. And here Lazarus was. He was sick, experiencing some physical malady. And they called for the Lord Jesus Christ to come. But Jesus was delaying. They were experiencing that. Not only physical problems, but then we consider delay concerning our spiritual problems tonight. There are situations in our life that seems to hinder our spiritual progress. There is a spiritual opposition uh, that we face in our walk with God. There's many of us, we want to be further down the road than what we are. We want to be more spiritually mature than what we are. We look to those that we respect in the church and those in the faith that we respect and we want to be like them and we want to be on the same plane that they are. But what we do not realize that in order for them to get to where they were, there was a great amount of delay that they had to face and there was a great amount of waiting that they had to go through in order for God to shape them into who He wanted them to be. We think about delay concerning intellectual problems. Our thought process. Sometimes we don't understand our lot in life. We don't understand why the things that have happened to us have happened. There are situations beyond our control and beyond our understanding. 
There is delay concerning financial problems. Now this was not an issue of money in the Word of God, but we can draw the parallel and we can draw the application. We know when Elijah was there at the brook Cherith, he was by the brook and the ravens brought the bread and the flesh and all of a sudden God had called him to this place and the resources in the brook began to dry up. But thank God the Word of God came to where he was and it spoke another time. Listen, God, is always on time. You've heard the song as the songwriter wrote, Jesus was four days late, but He was still on time tonight. Amen. Listen, God works in His own way and He works according to His own purpose tonight. Listen, it is God that knew and understood exactly what was going on. He knew the time. He knew that these individuals had been delayed, but He knew what would happen when He got there. It was our God that understood this situation. It was our God that waited some 4,000 years to unveil His Son. It was 400 years since the prophet Malachi had spoken. And He cried out and said that that Son of Righteousness would come with healing in His wings. And 400 years of darkness, there was no open vision. There was no open revelation. But thank God as John the Baptist was there on the banks of the Jordan, he looked up and he saw the Lord Jesus And he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. It took him 400 years to get there. But I'm glad that he came right on time. It was God who chose a man by the name of Saul who was imprisoning Christians. He was there on the road to Damascus, thought he was doing God's service. And Jesus showed up right in the nick of time so that that man who knew multiple languages and had an intelligent mind concerning the Old Testament could take the Word of God and preach the gospel to those Jews and take the gospel to the four known corners of the world. God knew exactly what He was doing. And all of that was contingent upon time tonight. God is always on time. We think about the reality of delays. But then secondly, I want you to consider with me our reaction to delays. Look with me there in verse number 21. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, My brother had not died. Their problem is presented to them. It, of course, is very near and dear to their heart. It hits home for them. Their brother is sick. He is getting worse and worse and he is getting weaker and weaker all the while Jesus is aware of the situation. They've sent word. Jesus knows. If anybody can help us, the Lord Jesus can. And then... Jesus never comes. They wait and they wait and they wait for the Lord to arrive. But He never shows up. Lazarus dies. How could they explain this? How could they wrap their mind around this? 
And they didn't know it at the time. They, of course, didn't know what was going to happen. But thank God you and I have an advantage that they did not have. We can read this story as it is unfolding. And we can see that Lazarus is sick. And we know what's coming in the chapter. We know what lies ahead in the verses that that will follow. And we know that Jesus is coming. And we know that He's going to show up. And what we find is we understand that Jesus was well aware of the situation and he allowed Lazarus to die not so that Mary and Martha could feel further pain not so that he could get some kind of satisfaction out of that but he was doing it tonight for their benefit he was aware of what was happening can I encourage you that Jesus knows and is aware of what is happening in your life. He knows why the things have befallen you. He knows why the current events are taking place in your life. And may I say this tonight, that Jesus was not ignorant of the situation. He knows tonight. He's not ignorant of the situation. But can I encourage you further tonight, while Jesus is not ignorant of the situation, Jesus is not indifferent to the situation. It was not, it did not go like this. Well, Lazarus is sick and I just don't have the time. You know, I'm busy in the ministry and I hate it that they're going to have to have a funeral. We're losing a good man, but you know, God's work's got to go on. That's not how Jesus was. He was not indifferent to the situation. Look at verse number 5 in the chapter. Now we have to remind ourselves of this and we have to be assured of this from time to time. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. We look there again in verse number 36 and the Word of God tells us this, that those Jews as they saw the situation, this was the testimony that they spoke. They said in verse number 36, Then said the Jews, Behold how He loved Him. And so what Jesus was doing tonight, Jesus, as we said, was not indifferent to the situation. But on the contrary tonight, what Jesus did, He did it because it was motivated by His love for Mary, for Martha, and for Lazarus. Jesus was withholding from them that which they desired. He put a delay. He postponed some things in their life. He postponed His coming and He postponed His healing of Lazarus and He postponed the help that could be given. And He did that tonight because He loved them. Let's illustrate it like this. A parent has... Uh, their children and their children want something and that parent knows that if they grant that desire to that child they know that that child could hurt themselves or that child could get themselves in some kind of trouble and so that parent withhold, withholds something from that child and it's not to punish that child and it's not to hurt or to harm that child but rather it is to help that child and to develop that child and while they may be ready for it down the road they're not ready for it now that parent withholds some things from their child why because they love them and we read in the word of God and face value that's enough to know and to understand that Jesus loved them but the shortest verse in your King James Bible in John 11:35 we're declared it's declared unto us that Jesus Christ wept 
He didn't cry. He didn't just shed tears. But the Son of God was there. And He wept. You ever consider that tonight? Why did Jesus weep? First of all, Jesus wept because... He was human and He felt emotion. And I'm thankful tonight that the God that you and I serve, He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities tonight. And He knows what it is to hurt. He knows what it is to grieve. He knows what it is to feel emotion tonight. And He knows exactly how we feel. Three times in the Word of God we're told about the Lord Jesus Christ weeping. We know here in John chapter number 11, Jesus Christ wept at a grave and He wept because He exercised sympathy upon the situation. We know there at the gate of Jerusalem, Jesus wept over the city and He wept not this time because necessarily because of sympathy, but He wept because of sorrow. He looked at Jerusalem. He looked at those Jews. He looked at the people of God. And He knew in His own heart and His own mind what they could experience and what they could have. But though in their rejection they missed out upon it. And it caused the Son of God to weep. Jesus wept at a grave because of sympathy. Jesus wept at a gate because of sorrow. But Jesus wept there at the garden of Gethsemane. And He prayed and He prayed to God that the cup and the will of God was, would pass from Him. And that the, that, the, that the shame and the suffering of Calvary could be maybe somehow detoured. If there was some other way. But then He surrendered Himself to the will of God. And He wept in a garden for the reason of supplication. And when we think about Jesus weeping tonight, understand that Jesus never wept for Himself. But every time we look at the Savior in the Word of God, when He's weeping at a grave, when He's weeping at a gate, when He's weeping in a garden, He's weeping on behalf of someone else. Jesus never did anything for His own benefit. Jesus never did anything to try to get one up on somebody. Jesus never did anything to try to make a name for Himself because the Bible says that He made Himself of no reputation. He wasn't after fame and He wasn't after worldly glory. But He was in the ministry and He came to be a Savior for the behalf of someone else. Jesus wept. And so we consider tonight the reality of our delays. We look at our reaction to these delays. Here Martha and Mary are asking the question or they're rather bringing forth the accusation, Lord, if you would just, you'd just been here. They didn't understand. Have you ever felt like that tonight? Lord, if you had just been here. God, if you had just showed up at this time. You ever pray and try to direct God? You ever try to talk to God and try to try to lay everything out in your in your life? Lay out God's will for your own life. Doesn't work that way, does it? We've got to submit ourselves to Him. And so their reaction to Him was almost one of, of accusation. Lord, if, if you'd not been here. But at this point, they still didn't understand. And a lot of times when we're in the midst of these delays, we're in the midst of these issues, oftentimes we don't understand. But let's look at the reason for it. 
the reason for the delay. Look with me there in verse number 4. The Bible said when Jesus heard that, He said that this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Look with me again in verse number 40. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. We know and we understand that the things that have happened in John chapter number 11, the events that have happened in Mary and Martha and even Lazarus' life was not to hurt them or to hinder them in any kind of way, but it was to help them. But even more so than that, it was that God may receive the glory in their life. Now let's consider this tonight. If we just just look tonight and we consider this and we think about it. Lazarus is sick. Now what do you think that he would have rather experienced? Do you think he would have rather experienced healing or resurrection? He would have rather experienced resurrection... All of us would have rather experienced resurrection because healing brings us back to the point of sorrow. It brings us back uh, to the point of suffering. But here Lazarus was and we know and we understand that he died again and the Jews even sought to kill him because Jesus raised him from the dead. But I'm glad there's a day that is coming when we won't just experience healing. We won't just experience leaving this walk of life but we'll experience something far better than that and that is resurrection tonight. We'll have a new body. We'll be in the presence of God. And for time and eternity, we'll glorify the God and the Savior who saved us tonight. Jesus delayed because He may receive greater glory. And then secondly, He delayed because of their spiritual advancement. What a testimony this was for His honor and for His glory. And we oftentimes wonder why we face the things that we face. And we, God, if you just fix this, I can just go on, I can go on, I can continue on with my life. But there's less appreciation in that. There's less glory that is given to God if we get a quick fix. If we get the instantaneous answer that we often seek. Andrew Murray said this, he said, Be assured that if God makes you wait longer than you wish, it is only to make the blessing doubly precious. If God is making you wait tonight, then there is a reason for that waiting period. One individual said this, they said, Faith is like a roll of film. It is best developed in the dark. Mary and Martha could not see what was going on. They didn't understand God's will. They didn't understand what Jesus Christ was doing, why He was waiting and why He was delayed tonight. But God was using this instance in their life to develop them. There's a story of a king and his kingdom. There was a war that was taking place with a neighboring nation. And the king's son, the prince, went to lead the armies into battle. 
There was an army that came in and surrounded that prince and his army. And he was young. He was inexperienced in the battle. And he began to panic. And he sent the horsemen to his father to his post where he was. Here's what that king sent back. He sent word. He said, go and tell my son, I am not so inexperienced a commander as not to know when help is needed, nor so careless a father as not to send it when it is needed. Our Heavenly Father knows and understands. Listen, God knows exactly where you're at. And when you think you're about to drown, and when the water is going up above your head, and you don't know which way to go, listen, God knows and understands exactly where we're at. And thank God He'll show up on time every time. Just when we thought we were sunk. Just when we thought Lazarus is dead. Just when we thought the situation was hopeless. Thank God our shows up, our God, He shows up on time every time time Jesus was not ignorant to the situation and Jesus was not too involved in the situation he was active in the ministry he was serving others He was involved in people's lives. Aren't you glad tonight that while God is working in our situation and working in our life, there's somebody else that He's helping? He's just that kind of God. He's that big tonight. But then finally tonight, Jesus was not impotent. Mary and Martha knew that He could help. And may you understand and know tonight that God can help you where you're at and when you're at. What was the right reaction to this delay? It was just an exercising of her faith. It was a reminder of what she already knew and understood. That's a lot of what preaching is. It's not to give us something new and profound that we've never heard. But oftentimes it's just getting up and repeating an an age-old story in an age-old book that God has given to you and I that He wants us to know and to understand. Don't don't get so so worried about the high spiritual plane and, and, and trying to be intellectual and trying to know what somebody else doesn't know. Don't worry about that tonight. Just be concerned with what God has given you. When you master that, then maybe you can be concerned about something else. But God just gives us simple truth. God has given us practical truth that He wants us to know and understand and apply to our life. Here's what the Bible says in verse number 22. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She had her doctrine right. But Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. 
All she needed was a reminder of who he was tonight. And I think tonight that there may be someone in our midst that though you're bogged down and though you feel like you're walking in the dark and though you don't know which way is up and though there are delays currently at this moment in your life, all you need is a good reminder that God is faithful and God is able and God will help you tonight. And He'll do it in His time. And He'll do it for your good. And He'll do it for His glory tonight. Let's stand together as they prepare a song tonight. Maybe you need to pray. Maybe you need some help.